0: Yeah, so what had happened was I walked in the locker room one night and called Davey Boy, who did not smoke, getting lit cigarettes from dynamite and throwing them inside the snake bag. So the snake would be pissed off and bite me. Oh, Really funny. No. Not funny. Not funny. (laughs) funny. So I said, okay, motherfuckers. (laughs) A couple of nights later, I'm not the type of guy that would do revenge, (laughs) but I did see a hungry dog. And, you know, those, those hot dogs at a wrestling show is not the best thing to feed an animal. <laughs> you know, especially seven or eight of them with chili. Oh. And it looked like chocolate to me, but it may have been X-Lax. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I loaded that motherfucker up. And then, oh, brother, I time this shit. They took it back to the hotel, dog. He wanted to go outside, man. Do you think they want to take him outside? Fuck that fucking dog. They're going to the bar. I go over to the room. I go. I Hear him spray that shit. And I let him cool down. I go back to the door and bammer on it again. And he's fucking Coating their whole room And shit Oh yeah Oh yeah It was great man I mean I'm outside The fucking I heard heard him come in About two o'clock Fucking motherfucking dog! You fucking piece of shit! You <laughs> have no idea. Shit all over the fucking beds. No idea. No, I did it. no it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's a pro. <laughs> Duh.
1: Coming through. Roger that patch visual, my location. Subject entering lingerie store. Hi. Hey, hi. So you want some lingerie for your wife?
2: Uh yes. Uh, uh, um, I'm not really experienced in this. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm I'm experienced. You know, I don't want to come in here and look stupid.
0: (laughs) Too late. (laughs) Yeah. Should have gotten her a watch. Robert Run. Clayton Dean was innocent. Freeze there. Times ten.
1: We have reason to believe that Mr. Zavitz may have passed sensitive materials to you. Is, uh, you what kind of materials? Sensitive, sir. Let's get into his life. Hey, have you bugged it, Mr. Dean?
0: Move to audio three. He was unsuspecting.
1: Hey,
3: hey!
0: Find the wrong house? Hello? Hello.
1: Hello. Eric! Mr. Dean!
0: He was unaware. You are the only woman in the world for me. You and Janet Jackson... <laughs> Coming your way over. Now, what he doesn't know. I'd like to report a break in. Could kill him.
1: Request immediate keyhole visual tasking, maximum resolution. He's on your six o'clock. You have something they want! Two targets rift time. I don't have anything! Maybe you do and you don't know
3: it! You're a threat
1: now. To whom? To everyone you know. The targets on the move. A name, a phone number. No, nothing. He didn't give me anything. What I any mean federal agents you had following your heart.
0: Stay exactly where you are
1: I are going to use every means possible to get what we need
0: From Jerry Brockheimer Get the cat
1: What's the cat's name?
0: Babe Producer of The Rock
1: Come here, baby Woo! Baby, come here come. come here
0: A film by Tony Scott
1: Target is on 21
0: Director of Crimson Tide Just
1: about me 20 Do they know me? 19 Who is that? 18 He jumped to 17 Do they know me? I don't know
4: what you're talking about
2: you're one of them, aren't you? Former conspirer.
0: Switching, it, Tony, Switch Gene Hackman. This man, this is our problem. You live in another day, I'll be very impressed. It's not paranoia it. when they're really after you. Don't stop it now! Enemy of the
1: state. What the hell is happening! I blew up the
0: building! Why?
3: Because you made a phone call!
4: New Blood Rising podcast we're back yep it's on it is it is recording we're back yes um we're coming back it has now been how many weeks since we recorded a lot a lot much, much has passed a a maybe new president elect i say maybe because things keep coming up that <laughs> seem to make it sound very
2: interesting 6 months ahead of
4: us exactly merry christmas uh, or ha- Hanukkah, Hanukkah, or, or Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, or if you're
5: yeah, have, have a crazy Kwanzaa, or
4: or if you're into the whole uh, Wookiee Life Day thing. Oh, Life Days, you coming. know that's yeah. also out there. But um, <laughs> it's good to be back. Uh, I'm William Rinkin, joined of course by Jason Kiesler via Skype. Hello, everyone. Charlie Sabil in studio, bah humbug. <laughs> <laughs> and also via Skype, our buddy Martin Dixon. How are you? I'm doing very well, thanks. It, like I was saying, good to be back. We're, um, we're going through ECW. Now we're heading into... We're finishing up 98. Can you believe we're about to finish a calendar year here? With uh, November to Remember 98, which uh, is the second one now we will be watching. We saw right. November to Remember 97 not too long ago. So it's interesting. We're coming off that heat wave, which was an amazing card. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely phenomenal. And now we're heading into... Well, we'll see. I don't know. This is an interesting show. I'll I'll be curious to hear what you guys have to say about it, but um, first thing we wanted to talk about is last episode, we had the opening, and it came to us after we'd recorded. That's why we couldn't talk about it, but we had... Lie, uh, I'm gonna say live from Target, but may have been from the Waffle House for all I know. But um, uh, we yeah, had the All Star, we, <laughs> we had the franchise plugging the New World Rise uh, podcast.
6: Uh. <laughs> Who knew we were wrong about our own name this entire time? Uh, yeah, thank you, Shane Douglas, for
4: straightening that up. I, so I want to talk about how this came about. I believe it came about over. I think it was over Thanksgiving weekend. Was when. Uh.
5: Yeah, uh, eleventh of
4: November. I, yes. When, uh, okay. So okay. So I remember I was at um I was at my in laws house and I I I got up to take a shit in the middle of the night and I was like all right well what's going on in the email I was like Martin sent me an email what's this and he was like and I and you said I love our fans I'm like what the hell is this and I look at it and I'm like there's Shane Douglas looking just utterly defeated in a in a <laughs> in a booth of some kind saying <laughs> saying the New World Rise and I didn't get it at first I was like oh. Well, he's plugging some other podcast, but it sounds like ours. No, no, no. That was supposed <laughs> to be ours. So, Martin, yes. we, as good as it gets. Martin, tell us more about how it came about, because I, I want to start with the source.
5: Yeah, uh, well, uh, the, the subject of the email I sent you all of our fans was uh, was at, because that comes came from uh, Carl Grice, who got in touch with me on Twitter. He met Shane at a uh, signing, um, at like a, a con, and he's a, a listener to the show, and completely off of his own back, without any cajoling from me or financial reward, he got Shane to do that for us. Um, awesome. He sent me the link, and I couldn't not like, share it because I was astounded that someone thought we were good enough to to do that, to, to get Shane to plug a show to plug our show considering how nice we've been to him over these last <laughs> few weeks and months.
4: Oh, we're gonna be very nice to him over the next couple of shows too. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but yeah, um, huge, huge thanks Carl. Like I said, we couldn't we the heat wave was already in the can, so we couldn't thank him on air right. that time. But I just want to thank him so much for doing that.
4: It really was because
5: it's one of those when you realise that people actually do care about the stuff that you're doing, yeah. Or the stuff that you're a part of. Just, just lifts the mood entirely. Just makes it all so worthwhile.
4: I'll tell you guys, I was because I I remember like thinking like that's when you really feel like you've kind of arrived as a podcast. And I say arrived in quotation marks because I mean, let's face it, we've we've probably we've we've had a good audience for a while. But to have a wrestler like an actual talent like plug a. I, I guess do a plug for our show, but even though he gets the words from-
2: that's the perfect way to do it. The way he, the way that Shane did it, uh, considering that we're the you know, the way we are with him, yes. I, I wouldn't really have it any other way. Uh, we always talk about like what what are the highlights for us outside of recording the show and the listenership and like who retweets us and stuff like that between yeah. the pro wrestlers. This is up there. This is a top three uh, easily. Yep.
5: Because,
4: you know, you can. Um, I've seen some other podcasts that have these. And, like, I remember, like, I saw one that Kurt Angle, and I was like, man, that is not that well known of a podcast. How'd they do it? And um, I remember there were others I had seen too, and I was like, "Damn!" And there are some that you can pay to have like them say something. Like Jake Roberts is one, which I'm—I've almost pulled the trigger on like three times just for him to <laughs> pull the trigger. And Jake Roberts—that's just- <laughs> just—that's Jason nailed it when he talked about him doing that story time. Like they need to do the story that we. <laughs> <laughs> The bulldog story? <laughs> no, oh, that one. That's <laughs> yeah. another one. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> the hot dog story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah bosses. Like, just, I feel really bad
6: for the Korean animators that would have to do that. They'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with these people?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: have you guys, have, did I, pl- I can't remember if you guys, have you guys heard it where Jake talks about the, the, uh, the rib he did on the, on the British bulldogs, bulldog? Matilda. On Matilda.
6: Wait a minute. <laughs> he was pranking Bulldogs?
4: Yes. Okay. She's
6: you you, you, you got to tell it now. Um,
4: I was thinking for a second if I could just pull it. Nah, it would take me too long to pull it up. Basically, I might have to put it at the head of this. So if this is at the head of the show, you guys have already heard this, but just to break it down, basically, Jake. Well, remember, Bulldog was throwing
2: cigarette butts in, in Damien's. Yeah, okay. That's, so that's the you. setup.
4: That's the setup. So they were pranking him with Damien. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to get him back, and what does he do? Like... <laughs> They've got Matilda in, the, in their hotel room, right? And they're not in there. And yeah, wh- Bulldog's out partying. Yeah, what does he give the dog? He's he's like sneaking like
2: kabbasas like under the door. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and then he and he, but he put like laxatives. Yeah, inside that's of the thing. Him. Yeah. yeah, and Matilda just keeps eating them and eating them, <laughs> and, and then like Jake waits like twenty minutes. <laughs> and then just all of a sudden just bangs on the door as loud as he can. <laughs> and he and this is the way he describes it. He, he hears... <laughs> like,
4: the dog just shits everywhere. Everywhere. Every time he knocks, it starts barking. And then just immediately shits. Just... <laughs> so, like... I, and I don't... Again, Man. like, you guys are... By this point, you've probably already heard it if it's on the head. But, um... Jake says, like, I... I don't know if he says that they come home and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> it is. It sounds like the most awesome prank in the world. It really does. Jake Roberts' pranks are
2: mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't fuck with Jake. Yeah.
6: So. That could have been a lot worse considering he travels with like a, you know, almost a 200-pound snake. He could have, hey, you want to see something fun? I'm going to prank your dog by feeding it to my snake. Oh, <laughs>
4: It'll be fun to talk about Jake later on. Um, Oh yeah, it'll be (laughs) really cool. I I can't wait. But um, I wanted to definitely get that business out of the way. Definitely thanking Carl and everything. I think that's just fantastic. And and, um,
5: uh, one last thing, Carl also gave me is an interesting side note. I'm checking through what he gave me. Um, Shane refuses to sign the Dean Douglas part of the WWE Encyclopedia.
4: Oh no. Okay, so Martin, I'm glad you brought that up because I asked him. I was like, "Can you tell me anything about like?" The, when you did it like when you went there to um, here we go uh, it was at a local British wrestling show that I attended called Hope Wrestling as we queued up for the uh, uh, obligatory like it looks like 10 10 pounds uh, signed photo and selfie I blurted it out That we were out front, any chance you could record for the podcast. After it ended, I recorded the soundbite with error. I didn't have the heart to correct him. (laughs) We then had a good 20-minute chat about things in his day, stories, etc., some key bits. He refused to sign, as you just pointed out, Martin, sign people's Dean Douglas entries in the encyclopedia. He still hasn't come to terms with Bam Bam and Candido's deaths. He hates Dixie and Vince. Bill Watts was his favorite to work for. He hates modern-era wrestling and where his, the sport is going. Um, Paul Heyman and Jim Cornette are two alike, and that's why they hate each other. Anything else, just ask. I, I, will, I, I will definitely take him up on that offer at some point to find out more.
6: Than... <laughs> so you you have a 20-minute conversation with a stranger, for all intents and purposes, and you bring up, you know, I still haven't gotten over these guys' deaths. That's pretty dark. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, Jesus. It's
2: it's pretty sad. I think it's in November to remember. There's a backstage video promo with the triple threat. And Shane Mm -hmm. drops a line that he wants to leave wrestling better than he found it or something. But he says, where we're going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And uh, Candido and Bam Bam, I believe, are dead within the next five,
4: six years. I'd say five. Yeah. Easily.
2: Uh Candido goes first. I know that.
5: Candido goes, I think, in 2005, and I think Bigelow is 2007.
4: Okay, so look, little bit okay, so, But, yeah, still,
2: but like, they don't yeah. even have that 10 years that Shane no. was talking about.
4: So that was a little but melancholy. No, Jay, no, but, Jay, that's a good point. Like, all of a sudden, like, ah, it's going to be time to open up here. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's
6: like if you go to Scott Steiner's Shoney's for the breakfast buffet, and he just comes up, and you're just randomly grabbing some silver dollar flapjacks, and he just goes... You know, sometimes steroids make you think crazy things, man. You're just like, "Holy shit!" You know that that didn't happen to me, but you know it's only a three and a half hour drive away. It could.
0: You ever had fried lemonade?
6: <laughs> <laughs> that, that I think would be a fun trip. We should do that. Just drive down to see if he's there, oh, and just have a complaint and someone secretly film it and see how it goes. <laughs>
4: He belly-to-belly suplexes somebody out of the place. Yeah.
5: Just, I'll, just, I'll take it. I can, I can handle it. After uttering the words I, w- I would like to speak to the manager, just the siren goes off.
6: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, don't leave, you don't leave a tip and he comes over and gives you a lecture on percentages and you just <laughs> can't help but smile. You're going to leave a 106% ch- tip. <laughs> and all I had was orange juice and coffee. Then you tip 12 bucks, damn it.
4: Sorry. The, siren, the sirens going off is fantastic. Especially if he out of the office. Wouldn't it be great if you saw him putting on the chainmail? Like the chainmail like headpiece? Puts on the sunglasses? <laughs> and then does the, the bicep kiss?
2: It's
6: good to be back. <laughs> it refills your coffee, immediately drops and does push-ups. Jesus,
4: he's got a tiger in here.
6: <laughs>
4: he's got a tiger. It'd be so awesome if you could remake The Hangover instead of Mike Tyson have Scott Steiner because of the Tiger. That would be <laughs> <enough>. Yes.
2: <Yeah.
3: laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, so let's dive into this here. November to Remember '98. We're coming to you from the Lakefront Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana. Crowd of about just under six thousand, about fifty-eight hundred. Buy rate about .21, which we've said is about par for the course um, for a lot for some of our early ECW shows here. We start off in the back, or not in the back, really, I mean in the parking lot, with Jack Victory saying that New Jack got what he deserved repeatedly while uh, Lance Moore walks with him. Who's the guy interviewing him? I don't even know. Or Lance Wright. It's Lance Wright. isn't? I always write Lance Moore. I don't know why. But um, who's the dude trying to interview
5: him? Who's that? I have no idea.
4: Some guy. Jerry (laughs) Russo. Jerry Russo, whatever his name. I'm just making that up. But Jerry Russo trying to get a few words out of him. But then New Jack appears out of nowhere and clubs him with a pipe and proceeds to just utterly destroy him.
2: Wrestling's real,
4: you know. Denzel's buddy was not impressed. No. <laughs> so the the pipe shot to the knee just looks absolutely brutal. Like it it, it looks something out of like Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding. Like it's Why? that. <laughs> New Jack is then cuffed and taken away in a cussing frenzy. Like, it is hysterical, just... At least, try to at least
5: the bleep machine works this time.
4: <laughs> but then Joey welcomes us to the show and runs down the car, and main event sounds pretty badass. All of a sudden... Oh, man.
2: What a running thread this turns <laughs> oh, out Oh, yeah.
4: Terry Funk emerges from the rafters with a graduation cap on. I... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't know he took that shit literally.
6: <laughs> All right. I, I don't know many professors that wear graduation caps. I mean, what's up with that? That's
4: what I'm saying. <laughs> Funk stumbles to the ring and makes Joey basically reintroduce him <laughs> to ECW. So, so, asshole, give me the mic. He Once he drops that first asshole, it's like the floodgates open for him to just to start dropping any cuss word he wants. Um, so then... He says he wasn't invited in November to remember, and refers to Paul Heyman by his, by his kayfabe name, which I think is hilarious, that he calls him Polly Dangerously still. Because I like, just keep imagining, every time I hear Pauly Dangerously, I think of mullet, phone, suit, Steve and Medu- Austin. Medusa, <laughs> something like that, <laughs> in that order. Um, he says, funk you, Tommy Dreamer, you stinking pile of shit.
2: That's the best line.
4: <laughs> you, stinking pile of, you filthy stinking right, pile yeah. of shit. Tommy finally comes out, <laughs> okay. which is to Joey's delight. I love the look on Joey's face when he finally like, thank oh, God. Because I don't think Joey knew how long this was supposed to take place. <laughs> I want to know if Shane Douglas helped script this promo. Because this sounds like right up his alley in terms of... How you deliver one of these, like, I'm important ECW promos. You people forgot about me. Tommy says he gave Terry what he wanted. Terry then uh, says he should slap Tommy like his wife and daughters, which
6: I was yeah, like, that, good God. Know, that's
5: really good.
6: Yeah, I mean. It's like advocating domestic debu- uh, domestic abuse, roll intro credits.
4: <laughs> that's whenever we would watch Walk the Line, like in the theater, it was one of the best Dave comments ever when, um. It's when June and John are on screen. (laughs) He's like, bitch, get away from my methamphetamines. (laughs) Toss him back a couple more pills. (laughs) But anyway. um, And then, like, this is what I thought was weird. Normally, I felt like this would get a lot of good heat. There was no heat from that comment. Like, nobody was like, oh, you're a big heel for saying that. I don't think
2: they knew what to do. No. Because people love Terry Funk. They cheer for Terry Funk. And then he says something like
4: that. I thought this was interesting to You know, because we know this now. Like, I mean, I don't know how much this was back then. It's risky when you take the legend and make them a heel because it doesn't always work. Because the crowd's like, "No, we love him." Like, Like, there comes a
2: point where you've been in the business for so long that you're not going to get like. That's why
4: I admire Chris Jericho now. Jericho's man, best he has pulled off best run. And we talked about it. Haven't watched a ton, but I will watch some of the things he's doing because damn, is it entertaining! Mm -hmm. Very, very good. All right, so. We go to the intro video package here. Good stuff coming out of it. We've got an an interesting opener here.
2: Oh, just real quick. One last thing that he said to Tommy Dreamer that I just thought was wonderful. You piece of shit. I love you.
6: Forget There's that. a lot of man love between these two that, that comes out awkwardly like that over I, the, the I next two pay-per-views. Some,
4: remember somewhere around 03, we had to entertain some Latvian fella down there in downtown Charleston and I remember like he just would get hit. He would he was a big drinker, of course. I mean he's you know well, Latvian. Of course. But I remember is like uh <laughs> he, he was like at his name was, Edgar. was like, Edgar, what's going on? I was like, I hated you. And it was like, oh, well, Ed, I got you a drink. I love you <laughs> on a dime. It was <laughs> just throwing those out. I, I did love. I did love them. This made me laugh so hard. Our one buddy was like, so do they drive on like the left side of the road there? And I was like, that's England, dude. Like, and immediately like just shut it down. I was like, why would you ask? Is that the first thing you're gonna ask? you, huh? They drive on the other side there too, huh? And that went over well. <laughs> It's not three men and a little lady. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Anyway, all right. So, Blue Meanie and Supernova are taking on a new tag team for us here. Roadkill, the uh, the, the ang- ang- go- angry <laughs> Amish warrior. Thank <laughs> you, thank you. And dastardly Danny Doring. Triple D. Triple D. <laughs> not the not Guy Fieri either. <laughs> Fieri. <laughs> Guy Fieri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sucked. I'll eat it. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Oh. <laughs> so I'm excited. I want to talk about Roadkill. what do you guys think of seeing these two guys?
2: I am excited. Uh, I always love Danny Doring and Roadkill. Like this is a great tag team from ECW.
4: I, I like Roadkill a he's lot. He's awesome. He looks like a guy who could be it, out there now.
2: He looks like if Curly was a wrestler and went with an Amish gimmick. That's that's what, he no, looks
4: totally like. that's what did you guys think, Mart, or Martin? What did you think of uh, seeing Roadkill and, and Dastardly Dan? I
5: had no prior knowledge of Danny Doring whatsoever, and I, I, for some reason, I knew Roadkill just tangentially. How these two exactly. are a partnership? Just, just beyond me.
4: I know that's the thing that makes no sense. Because yeah,
5: because you've got Almish Roadkill. And wink wink nudge nudge, he might be a homosexual Danny Dory. Because <laughs> they 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 make lots of on we likes to make allusions to the fact that Danny Dory might be gay. The G spot
4: sweep? <laughs> yeah, uh, he gets all the like it's funny, it's like I was thinking of Venus the whole time. I was like, so this was the answer. Mm. This was your answer to the uh Wow. Okay. But anyway, Jason, what did you think of these two fellows?
6: Um, I thought that this was a fantastic way to kick off ECW Showcase Spectacular of the Year. Uh,
4: <laughs> I was thinking that, too.
6: <laughs> and, and it was on a, a, a Triple D's tights. I was trying to see what it said because Joey brings it up, but it looks like it's something that says just that hung um, or something like that. Like it, it is. I, the, the word hung is, is clearly there, yeah. which is really funny, um, but just... Like Martin said, you know, I, I'd love to see the backstory of how these two hooked up.
4: Oh yeah, totally. Because we're gonna get him a character couple shows wise.
2: Up. There should be a crossroads at some point.
4: Yes, <laughs> yes. I, then again, who knows what kind of what kind of Amish uh, group this guy comes from? Chicken. Yeah. True.
6: And Charlie's right. Like Roadkill would fit. I think it would fit in perfectly today. Yeah. I mean, he looks yeah. like almost every other
4: independent wrestler that's not skinny. Especially that movie does where he he does his kind of. I call it his kind of thing of old school where he goes, you know, he kind of Box, walks on the top, right. but then he wave, he does that yep. wave. And then he dies. I'm like, that's, there's something to it. It's quirky, but it works. Um, he's a very eighties WWF character. Right? Yes. He was like, yeah. if, if like, Mr. Hughes had a rival, yeah. it would be him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> man, that is a boss man nails type opening match. Yes. Oh God. The suspenders,
4: <laughs> suspenders and, uh, hats.
6: <laughs> I love, but, uh, at some point what Joey says uh, about roadkill, and he goes, he's from Langston, Pennsylvania. That's one hell of a long horse and buggy ride here to New Orleans.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. how does he get from yeah. town to town? <laughs> so, before we get too deep into this, right off the bat, we've got... Um, it ain't over. <laughs> it ain't over. Here comes here comes Terry Funk back to ringside, and he's just being just such a dick. Yeah. Just a big asshole.
2: And the fact that the camera keeps... Focusing on
4: him All right, that's, when, there, when yeah. there is a good match here. This is my biggest critique of this match is the directing uh, of this match. It's very, very poor in terms of where they decided to go with the video. But um, he assaults the timekeeper and decides to take on those duties along with, I guess, commentating to himself, you know, for this match. So the action, this is pretty solid. The winner, it's going to, Nova and Mini Me- are going to end up picking up the win here, but... Um, It's a pretty solid, like... I like this match. I I think it's a pretty good opener. You know, like, we've seen, obviously, some good, you know, more high-octane ones. But Nova's fantastic. I love watching him. I always thought he was one of the most underrated wrestlers. Uh,
2: He does this move. I don't know how effective it is, but it looked cool. He did a leapfrog leg drop. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Why not? (laughs) Um, And, like you said... uh, Roadkill did the old school, and Joey Stiles called it the Amish Taker.
4: Yeah, yeah. What's funny it's is like we see a people's leg drop. People's leg, like, I think we see another people's move later, later on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're ripping off the. Rock well, this right was and
6: the, and this, this was like two weeks before Deadly Games.
4: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The the thing I I find ironic about that is, and we'll we'll talk about it. There are multiple times tonight where Joey's like, that move will wind, that move will find its way on a Monday night. I guarantee I'm it. So sick and bad. so it's like. And I guess that people's leg drop thing is just uh, you know that's just some you guys came up with and they yeah. stole they stole. Too.
5: It's like it's like those Joey Styles cliches that I've grown to hate from this because you can almost guarantee there's no pretty blue mats. Right. On the
2: side. Yep. Why would you brag about that? We love hurting our wrestlers. Put a mat out yeah. there. I, I don't get that. Right. What, like what? What would be the? Well, it just why?
5: makes them seem more legit, doesn't it? Yeah.
2: I in theory maybe. <laughs> But I don't, I don't understand
4: that logic at all. Yeah. If we don't put mats out for our employees, fuck them. Oh, yeah. His commentary, like, that, that's one thing I don't think so far has aged as well is his commentary. There are bits of it that are really solid. Like, there are a couple matches that he's going to call very, very well. I know on, on this card or maybe on guilty as charged. When he sticks to the match. Yeah, exactly. At hand. Yeah. It is the... Arguably the best commentary that you could get at the time. I feel like when he tries to be Paul Heyman is where he loses. Like, he tries to emulate him with, like, I'm going to be the circus guy here. I'm going to be the guy who's trying to sell you on why ECW is so good. It's like, I think the guys in the ring are taking care of that. So why don't you just talk about that? Yeah. And that'll take care of that. So um Blue Meanie does an awesome moonsault. Yes, he does. Man.
2: Yes, yeah, he does.
6: Perfect. That crowd be more more surprised by Roadkill's splash than they were, you know, like most dude, of the time they're the ETW yeah. they're more like, holy
2: shit. Are we dude. talking about the splash that it didn't look like he could come anywhere near yeah. landing? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Is that in this match or is that next month? That's both. He does it okay. both. both. Okay. Man, and, and you can tell when you look at him that he doesn't even know if he can
3: do
4: it. Yeah. Like, he has yeah
5: there's, a, there's a massive uncertainty across
4: the board. <laughs> there face. is. That and normally, as we saw with Brock shooting star, when that moment of uncertainty hits, that's when dangerous things happen. Probably shouldn't do it. Thank God this we, guy was just doing a splash. We see I Sabu
2: mean, do this through both Wait a minute. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a septuple jump, jump moonsault. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, let's talk about Funk is still involved in this oh, match. Yeah. He slaps around Blue Meanie, then gets decked for his troubles. Funk leg. <laughs> like... He, he I went got
2: drop. a
4: message for you from Justin Hart Bradshaw. <laughs> 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 I don't want it. I don't want it. Uh, he decides Isn't it to... like
5: some weird thing where JBL can send ideas through time. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, he supplanted that thought in Terry Funk's head from 2005.
6: And John Bradshaw Layfield was just hoping to make the final leap home. LAUGHTER
5: <laughs> Oh, boy.
6: He's just got a hologram, Ron Simmons, that he's the only one that can see. That's yeah, awesome. Oh Ron
4: Simmons with the frickin' thing
6: in his hand. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to talk to Ziggy. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. He's got the cigar in J- the other hand. JBL, Quantum Leap. He wakes up in Marilyn Monroe's body. I gotta sleep with Kennedy.
2: <laughs> man, that's a Quantum Leap remake. Oh, I love it. The cigar. <laughs> hold on hold
6: on <laughs> what all right so Sam Beckett's always saying oh boy so what would JPL mean Just
5: uh, model. probably a racial
6: slur <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or metal. I'm in the shower muggles.
4: you like using a dial <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, that's why I always use that guy as a bailiff in a Wrestle Court. Because when things got real sour, it's like, Ratchet, I was going to take you the shower in just his boots. That's where, that's where we're talking about business picking up. Hey, Beulah, come over here. <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about your match. <laughs> All right. So- oh,
6: you're gone, sweetie. You didn't take that 3D ride. Right. I told you. I warned you.
4: But uh, Funk leg drops himself through the table to give himself a bump. I have no idea why. It's ridiculous. But uh, what's funny is uh, he then takes a piece of the table and decides to make a dramatic exit. The problem is the camera, what you were talking about earlier, they decide to focus so much on this that we miss two to three pretty good moves or series of moves in the ring. And I think that's the biggest critique that I I wrote for this. Start watching this
2: match like a whale. Like I'm just listening to sounds. You know, I hear a lot of shit hitting the mat.
4: <laughs> Which, uh, J- Jason, I didn't plug in the mic, the headset, but I was thinking of you a lot of times. I was like, "Oh, I bet that sounds good over the headset." <laughs> a couple of times, there are things you can hear shit. Oh, yes, you do. There are a couple oh, of them. Yeah. Uh, There's
2: like, I don't remember eight, what uh, I don't remember what match it was, but I know I heard a guy in the audience go, "Rip his fucking
6: eye out." Uh,
4: <laughs>
2: yes,
6: that I was Dan that. Rackley, probably. I that no was about the extremely aggressive fan that, that was during the Tajiri match.
4: Oh, okay, all right. So, um, (laughs) any anything else you guys want to? Anything else you guys want to say about this opener? Like, it's okay. It's a pretty good match. I like it. Pretty good.
2: And I always like, yeah, Danny Doring and Road Killer. You would never think that they'd be a good team, but they're they are. They're an excellent tag team. And the (laughs) BWO looks competent.
4: Yeah. Here. Even though they're yeah. not really like so much, they, they, is the BWO thing kind of faded by this point? They Feels even, like it Feels like I don't see how it works. It's probably going on more in the WWF right now. <laughs> <laughs> technically, at the time, what well, is Richards doing? Yeah. Right? He's not doing right to censor yet. No, no, no. He's in the Chop right. Squad, I think. Oh, gee. I think they're doing. No, job Stevie
6: squad. Richards was at this point. I think he was in Raven's Flock and WCW because I know he was there for a bit.
4: This is late '98, Ooh. and I'm I I know at some point here is when. Hardcore Holly, bec- or Bob Holly is just Bob Holly, and he's moved over with Al Snow. They will become, he will become Hardcore Holly by St. Valentine's Day right, Massacre. Right, So, um, immediately following the match show, Terry Funk returns with said piece of table and assaults the winners. He then calls for a double flip off the top rope. He's talked about this also in his promo, that he wanted to do this double, this double flip. Did you catch this? No, but I'm yeah. listening. Yeah. I... It's awesome because I was saying he can't even do one, so I can't wait to see this.
5: But he goes to the top row. Now, yeah, the beautiful thing would be is if he went up and then they cut two, like awkwardly cut two footage of like two Cold Scorpio doing that. <laughs> and then splice. The <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Scorpio's his body
4: double. It's so funny because then, like, um, he, uh, he doesn't do it. Then Paul uh, Paul Heyman comes out with referees, security, and they try and calm him down here. Funk cries. He cries. Like, he breaks down and cries for a well, bit. Hold on. What's the story
2: here? Terry Funk wanted time off to go shoot a movie or something. Like, that's mean, what I'm hearing in the conversation. Though. Yeah, that's yeah, what Joe When was, I looked
6: uh, that movie up, by the way. What? I will. Ooh. Yes. Was it? Uh, or was it? it? It wasn't Paul, was it? No, no, no. It was... Uh... Evan I've got it Brock in here. But let me find it. Uh, the movie that Terry Funk was going to make was called Active Stealth.
4: Oh, I, it was he plays, I know that anybody
6: movie. Wanna, yeah, anybody want to take a guess of what role Terry Funk was?
4: A bodyguard? My dad has that <laughs> Yep. Yeah, the, the, the head henchman. Uh,
6: this movie has a 3.8 on IMDb. Uh, it co-stars Daniel Baldwin yeah. and the guy who played Black Caesar. A.K.A. Frost from uh, From Dust Till Dawn Oh Oh, okay so, Yeah, so I was cracking up I paused, as soon as When when they bring that up I'm like, the trying to watch it I'm like, no, Curiosity's getting the best of me So I paused it and I looked this up And watched the trailer It looks like it had a budget of 12s of dollars
5: It is just
6: <laughs> fantastic
5: um, A budget but, of literally Something
6: Yes, yeah. It was like I think the first Kickstarter um, that failed. I want to see, like, when I'm watching Pauline just like begging Terry Funk to calm down, and he's sitting there crying. Part of me was like, why did? Why wasn't this the follow up to Lesnar Goldberg? Sure, yeah, like, totally, yeah. Just Lesnar like losing it, like not violently throwing people around, like the the night after WrestleMania a few years ago, he's but like just people. freaking losing it this way and. I don't know because he had that same beg like it looked literally looked like the same thing where Paul will sit there and beg Brock to not do something where he's like almost on his knees and screaming and crying. I was just like laughing at this. I was like, you just put Lesnar there and this is gold.
4: Yeah, um, yeah. Th- I was hoping. I was hoping you were going to say he was in a remake of Heaven Can Wait. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be so. Awesome. They went with Chris Rock. So. <laughs> I know it'd be so awesome to see him that warm, baby or, park. What was that? Almost an angel, the Paul yeah. Hogan movie. <laughs> <laughs> with,
2: with that stupid front cover, but it's yeah. Terry Funk.
6: <laughs> he trails us. He gives us a forever tease. He does. He says,
4: uh... I saw that. I thought it was great. Oh, that was so good, but um, all right. So we finally that we go to the video now for Bubba and Devon, the Dudley Boys against Balls Mahoney and Masato Tanaka. With um, I was telling you this. Like this is when everybody got crazy about Dragula. Like they loved yeah. this song. Everybody right. loved this song. The sound mixing here is the worst I've ever heard. Because it really is. the the music drowns out any of Paul Heyman's narration in this <laughs> to the point where it's like I, I don't mind hearing the song it's a good song and we heard it and over many many movies it seemed it felt like in that 98-99 era but um yeah it, we're setting up a pretty pretty badass match though between these uh, these two tag teams. Yeah, it took um, me a
2: while to figure out what the match was.
4: Yeah, so yeah. I kept crossing
2: shit out. I was like, "No, nope, it's not a tag match." Nope. So
4: basically, the Dudley stole the tag title shot that Balls and Tanaka, you know, had that mm-hmm. they had received, and also along the way, we saw that they got um, like hit numerous times with steel chairs to the point where, as we'll hear later, like maybe this match is sanctioned, or maybe it's not, or maybe it's allowed to happen, maybe it's not. I don't know. They 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 kind of make it more confusing than it needs to be. I feel like, but anyway, that's gonna be a badass match you get to later. Up next, though, we've got Tracy Smothers versus Tommy Rogers. Whew. So, um, of course, Tracy Smothers has the uh, the FBI in tow, but um, Rogers to even up the score brings out Chris Chetty from the what what would they call the, the Pal- House of Hardcore? House of Hardcore. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, with um, they also
5: have uh, Ulf, is it Olf Herman? Is that the name? Ulf Herman. This was a weird, again, weird nostalgia thing because um, here in, like, 2001, 2002, there used to be, like, a, a British wrestling show on, on British sports radio, hmm. and one of the reasons they got kicked off is because they interviewed Ulf Herman. <laughs> that man has no self-control when it comes to using four-letter language. Oh,
4: awesome. My kind of guy. He, I love he's from Hamburg, Italy. Like, that's yeah. great.
6: Nashville, Italy. I I became an FBI fan during this little intro. I was like, that if you're going to run with it, fucking run with it. Yeah,
5: yeah. Um, well, Smothers himself is billed as being from Nashville, Italy, which
6: Joey does right. not. He is not happy.
0: about Nashville. That. Really? I
6: like, he he takes the time to explain the joke for people who may. Not. It, it, it's like you know they're not Italian except for Guido. I,
4: <laughs> the, the the part that's funny <laughs> that ruins
2: it. Yes, I think to even say that.
4: What also, like, what ruins it, the FBI ruins it for themselves is when Tommy Rich does, like, he his promos are so dated. He does the the classic, outdated, sports heat promo, where it's like, In I'm just... town. Yeah, of course. The like,
5: problem is that the Tommy Rogers promo, promo that immediately follows it is, like, three times as lame. Oh, yes, because, oh,
2: dude, it's, he starts with our favorite opening line of a promo. Let me tell you something. Oh, <laughs> I love... <laughs> Well, you let know, you. yeah, or there's well, you know, which is Scott Steiner,
5: <laughs> <laughs> and then there's let me tell you something, Gene.
2: which is yeah, yeah. that's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, let me tell you something. Oh, here we go. It's story
5: <laughs> well, time.
6: Tommy Rich is like, This town sucks, your local sports team sucks, and then Tommy Rogers is, This town is all right, the 98 Saints do suck, but I'm gonna
5: win tonight. Yeah. <laughs> But way to uh, endear yourself to this crowd. This match is a—it's
4: a—it's a—it's a decent little second match. It's not—I I wouldn't put it as high up as the first match. It's not an—I aw- don't think it's a bad match necessarily. No, there are some things that I—I I really dig the fact that Tracy Smothers is much more agile than he looks. Oh, he yeah. does like the Liu yeah. Kang bicycle kick at some point. This match. Liu <laughs> Kang. <laughs> <laughs> <it came. laughs> He
2: Tracy Smothers yeah, in Mortal just, Kombat. Uh, yeah, get more with the people said, on the
3: dance floor. <laughs>
6: <We're> <laughs> up to get my composure here? Uh, you you're talking about he looks more agile than, or he's more agile. Than he looks also just the way he doesn't dance well. Oh, really off. deep to, yeah. being super. That and before we get too far into it, we're, at the beginning, the heel Tracy Smothers tries to start a a crowd clap. <laughs> And the only person that falls into it is Maven Prime out there at Ringside Maven. who suddenly remembers, oh, I'm not on his side and
4: stops. <laughs> he says, I play some head games. <laughs> That's what the FBI does, man. They all. be watch out, man. FBI plays head games. Watch out for that shit. Um,
6: I'm
5: the master
4: of head games, but i right. learned pretty rich.
5: I'm becoming such a fan of the FBI from watching these shows. Do he also- It's so.
4: His insiguri, too. Like, he keeps doing that fucking insiguri where I swear, like, Rogers, quit fucking doing that to me, man. You burst my fucking ears from, you piece of shit. (laughs) But, um, I do love that Joey calls out the Italian leg sweep, but he won't call out the actual Russian leg sweep when Tommy Rogers does it, which I thought Mm -hmm. was hysterical. Like, he's so into labeling or having the labels that are gimmick related for wrestler, but he won't call the actual Russian leg sweep when just a normal wrestler does it. But is, uh, there's that Italian temper of Tracy it. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> Comedic gold, Beulah. Did we lose somebody?
6: No. He
2: calls
4: out,
6: uh, Joey Styles has a bit where he's like, just once, I want to see someone from the FBI have a one on one mashup. This is our seventh pay per view, and we can count on one hand the amount of matches that ECWs had that did not have some sort of outside interference so i don't want to hear it like it's just that's what it pointed this out to me and it, this line kind of ruined the, the next two shows for me just calling out something that seems to be one of the biggest themes in ecw in a negative way really set an awkward tone uh because then it really just like every match is going to have some kind of bullshit except for one over the next two shows and it, it it's kind of annoying
2: you're just yeah. talking about the interference
6: yeah,
4: the constant interference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I totally I've agree actually it.
2: become numb to it. Yeah. But I don't yeah. even really notice it to write it down.
4: And it's funny because this is what, like, the WCW stuff we watch, like, this is what the biggest dig was on them. It's like, oh, it's just everything ends in a right. schmaz. And it's like, well, the thing is, the only difference here, it actually ends with a pinfall, but there's still a schmaz. There's a schmaz of every one of these, these
2: Well, the, the thing that's still so bizarre to me is that there are several instances where the FBI are still trying to distract the referee. Because I did write that down. Right. I was like, "Why even?
4: Why even bother?" Because they it, do see this is where like they have a fun gimmick, but everything feels out of place. Like the way they run the match is not in current ECW land. They're running like an early '90s like WCW match mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, because Tommy, and that's right in Tommy Rich's uh, wheelhouse. The the, um, uh, the kamikaze. We've seen Rogers pull this off, and it, his just looks mm-hmm. devastating. But of course, Joey makes a dig about Christian. Using that as well, kind of, he takes a veiled dig at him for for using it. But um, Tommy Rogers picks up the win again. I think it's a pretty decent, fairly old school wrestling match here that we saw. Um, again, like I'm, even though Tracy Smothers is clearly a guy past his his prime, so to speak, does some some remarkable moves. Like I'm really impressed with a lot Did, of the stuff he does.
2: This might be the first time I've ever seen this move, like in terms of like the year, like not necessarily like, because I've seen it in years since. I don't remember ever seeing the Muscle Buster before
4: 1998. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Good call-out. Which is a dangerous fucking move, but like you know, I popped for that. And did you ever know that Mabel was in ECW?
5: No. So, nope, okay. in the so let's, let's. And do, he's
4: Italian. <laughs> that
2: was <yeah>. so funny. <laughs> let's
4: dive into the post-match here. So Smother shoves Guido afterwards, and it seems like they're about to come to blows. Which one thing they've done very well is they've... Anytime they tease this breakup, like the crowd immediately clicks in and mm-hmm. they're ready to see the FBI come apart. But instead, they gang, gang up on Tommy Rogers. Chetty returns to make the save. He had previously run off, mm-hmm. you know, Olf Herman um, up the uh, up the Did ramp. You pick up the crowd on this one. No, huh?
6: There's a. It, it's funny because I just thought about the the shield. The first shield Wyatt's where Ambrose just disappears, but. Oh yeah. Um, when Chetty comes running back out, you can just hear some fan yell, Hey, where the hell were you, Guy? <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey. <laughs> that, that was Carl Gra- Carl Grice jumped. He quantum leaped back into 1998 and asked <laughs> on behalf of us, Why the hell? Where the hell were you? He said, Guy? <laughs> yeah,
6: you just hear, like, I don't know if it's that, because there's,
4: at some point, the might like,
6: I don't know, All the, every camera they have seems to have a microphone on it, so it's picking up everything yeah. yep. that it, any of these people are saying, so I don't know if it's that's something blurred in, but it just the timing goes in. I mean, there's clearly somebody asking him where the hell were Um <laughs> Before the, the post-match thing, uh, Tommy Rogers does something really cool in the match that I don't think I've ever seen anyone do, and that's tell the ref that his foot's on the ropes. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that, no. Yeah, because he goes, like, he, he. I don't know if he's yelling it because the ref may count and he's not going to kick out and it's the match that's supposed to end. But I'm sitting sort here of thinking, why don't more people do that, especially heels, because the ref stopped, he stopped his arm midway down for the three and looks up. I was like, that'd be a perfect heel thing to do. My foot's on the ropes and the ref stops counting. But I just, I have never seen it before and hadn't seen it since. Has anyone no. else? Seen? No.
5: It, it makes total sense.
6: Yeah, why wouldn't you? Sorry, but, but here comes Mabel. Well, <laughs> you know, Loose-fitting FBI shirt.
4: It's still goofy here, though, because Chetty does like this double-jump moonsault on Tommy Rich. And then Rogers counts a pinfall. Why not? I- which is awesome. And then that's when Mabel comes out with this FBI shirt. That was shirt. his cue. And yeah, <laughs> that's what he was <laughs> maybe, waiting maybe on. Maybe that's why they did That's it. what Nelson Frazier was waiting it's on in the on only the only mat. thing that he could be triggered by. So Mabel and Herman, assault. <laughs> they assault Rogers and Chetty... Um, and I, I, the thing I, I, I hated when Mabel became Viscera because he looked like a human trash bag. Like he like his outfit, <laughs> yeah. his outfit looked like a hefty bag or that, something. Like I, I hate it. Cause that's that all human I kept thinking, trash bag. <laughs> the human trash bag Viscera. So he gets set up like, right. He sets up Rogers for a splash through a table, which I was like, good God. If he did, t- yeah. <laughs> somebody is not buying the chicken fingers tonight at the, somebody else is picking up that man's tab. But, um, all of a sudden now with highway, to, cause I, have we gotten them with highway to hell yep. yet? Spike coming out. Mm-hmm. Yes. But good. We've get him to come. We get uh spike coming out. Um, helps avoid the splash. Spike does a nice acid drop on both Herman and Mabel, and then gets a pinfall out of that one for good measure too. So, uh, the legend killer, or the legend, not the legend killer, the the legend of Spike Dudley. Yeah, that's it. Spike Dudley does the the Randy Orton thing. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I voices in my. <laughs> it's the November to remember. It'd be awesome. Spike now, Dudley does I, the punt. I buy.
6: I buy Spike Dudley being able to take these two out, and I'm not saying that like with any kind of sarcasm. Just the way that they built this little guy. First of all, he's a Dudley, so you know he's tough as fuck. I mean, he. With, he's got a pinfall over Bam Bam. He's withstood Bam Bam for eight minutes, you know, so why wouldn't I believe he could take on these these other guys and win? Yep.
4: That's you right. A that. king of the ring doesn't mean shit. Yeah. <laughs> no.
6: That was 95, man. That year sucked. <laughs> and it looks like Mabel's outfit that he's wearing here looks like it has a sewn-on utility belt. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Just
2: for, You're right. Yeah, now modi- thinking
5: back, that's it.
2: motivation to stay in
4: shape, or or, is, or is hiding more ho hos or something. He's got. For, yeah. for <laughs> a he's,
6: he's in New Orleans. He's got a pocket for po boys.
5: <laughs> All right, so um, I, uh, I had no idea that Mabel was even like anywhere near ECW. No, nope.
4: oh, we'll get another one. Not we'll too get far. So yeah. Easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh. Oh no! <laughs> we all right. So now we go to a promo with Axel Rotten doing all the talking for um for both uh, Tanaka and Balls Mahoney. We talked about that match earlier. that They're going to have with the Dudleys, and this is where I thought it was interesting. He I, I I swear he says this. He says if the Dudleys pick up a chair, the match will be stopped. I'm like, what? And I don't know if he if he was trying to like do that like in a, in a hyperbole sort of way, like he was trying to build up like you know just how much devastation he had been through. But I was like. I don't think there's a stip here, Axel. Please don't yeah. don't create more work for it's this. It's already complicated enough. Right. Uh, but I, I thought to see Balls Mahoney and uh, Masato Tanaka together looked awesome. Yeah. Like, this will be a badass match.
2: And I'll give Axel yeah. so this. Even if it was a slip of the lip, uh, he it's is speaking very fast yeah. for like a minute and a half. And he's and if that's the only slip up he had, yeah. then that's well, incredible. He,
4: he does a great promo. Like, yeah, that, he does. All three of those guys together, like, I... I'd be
2: scared to death.
6: Yes.
4: Yeah.
2: Masato Tanaka alone. <laughs>
6: now we all also- well, see he, their uh, head thing. He starts talking about how banged up they are. He said the New Orleans State Athletic Commission. New Or—he does say the New Orleans State. Who knew uh, Athletic Commission <laughs> would call the would call the match if it happened? I thought they were going to do another cop out thing like the the cane match that was censored yeah. and all the others. I was like just waiting for it. Um, but but it never happened. It's, like you said, it's like they don't bother to when they do pick up chairs later to do anything.
4: Do you guys notice this too? We got a promo for the music album. Finally?
2: Finally.
4: finally, 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 finally. This must. So this is when it came out. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. This
2: is one of the best oh, uh, wrestling themed albums ever. Fantastic.
6: Yes. Mm-hmm. Except it was full of shitty covers.
2: No, I dis. Oh, I disagree. No, I love. Yeah. Oh no, I love Kilgore's version of Walk. That thing kicks ass.
6: That that is ass. No, no, it, you're it,
2: you're way off. You're, you're It's
5: much better than some of those other you know wrestling theme albums where they get some horrible session musicians in. Yeah, you got the waterhead
2: do doing Enter Sandman. Yeah, which, which even if that absolutely sucked, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I like hear that. that. Uh, I did like that. Uh, like then there's kick out the jams by uh, Monster Magnet, which yeah, you know, it's it's okay. But like those, uh, God damn, you got Bruce Dickinson doing the Zoo, the old Scorpions song. Yeah, and I like that one more than the Scorpions
4: version. Right. I would dare say I almost like Motorheads under or Sandman. I almost it's angrier. It's yeah, there's it's, something yeah. to that. That's really really solid. And I remember like because around this time is when, wait, uh, it which album is it a. It's not aggression. Which WWF album did they branch out and they start getting? This was
2: probably Volume Four.
4: Which is the one where we like Method Man, like Run DMC.
5: Oh, that's aggression. That, that, that is aggression. That, yeah, okay. that'd be aggression.
4: Yeah, that's what I was also thinking of. I was like, okay, this is one where WWF was like, all right, well, we can go get some. We, uh, we can do better. In theory, remember the Steve Austin one with uh, Snoop Dogg? That's and, terrible. <laughs> if you're down, we can say <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: hell yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. But Run DMC's uh, DX song was the best.
6: <laughs> well, what ruined, I think what ruined the Aggression CD was Ice-T saying, Pimpin' ain't, Pimpin' ain't, Pimpin' ain't Easy, Solid for seven minutes as <laughs> yes. Godfather and D'Lo walked to the ring at WrestleMania 2000.
2: I don't even think you can find that album anymore. Like, they don't sell that on WWE Shop, on They'll iTunes. sell Volume
4: 3, I bet. Like a oh, champ. Volume 3 was the best That's one. That's the best one, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we go to, if you talk about overbooking, my God, we're about to head into some, some thick water here.
2: So you told me this over the phone. Yeah. That, oh, there's Tammy Lynn, bitch. And yeah. I'm like, all right, I don't know what that is, but I had no idea that was Don Marie. It's Don
4: Marie, yeah. 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 So we've got Lance Storm with said Don, well. What's the point of this? I, I don't know. Tammy Tammy Lynn, bitch, or is it Tammy Lynn, bitch? Is that the full. Tommy which B-Y. Exactly. That's another thing Joey likes to remind us of. (laughs) Shut up, Joey. Versus Jerry Lynn (laughs) (laughs) with, uh, I I guess, uh, Sonny. I'm just going to say Sonny. Just just say Sonny. So, all right. So, let's, we have other players in this. So, let's start. (laughs) This is awesome. My spell check again. Mikey Shipwreck. (laughs) (laughs) You are Bobby
6: Heenan. I love this. Mikey Shipwreck. Ahoy. Shipper Snapper. He just brings out tugboat as his hater. (laughs) Ahoy.
4: (laughs) So, uh, Mikey Whipwreck and Sonny are going to be referees. So we have two referees for this match. Um, and uh, did they show a video of this like, beforehand? Yeah, like,
5: they do. Just yeah, a fucking can't mine yeah. notes.
4: Yeah, I it, it really is because it seems like I, I, <laughs> I keep wanting to say shipwreck. Mikey, whipwreck, and Sonny are kind of on the same page. Kind of, it's weird. Like normally, like distinctly, one is like they're polar opposite referees. And that's what makes it interesting. Like one guy counts too fast, the other counts too slow, and blah 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 blah. But whatever. So um. All that aside, it's Lance Storm and Jerry Lynn, which is really cool. We're getting into some of um, these good matchups in the undercard here, and this is definitely Mm -hmm. one of them. One thing I I was telling, I had told you over the phone, I think Sunny, like, she's the most engaged guest referee I've ever seen. The way she's sometimes, like...
2: I've never seen uh, anyone have, like, a ring entrance while they're in the ring. (laughs) 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 She's, like, taking her... Her shoe off and putting the socks on, and the fans are just, oh yeah.
5: <laughs>
2: She's just putting yeah. socks on.
5: They also, cheer anytime she bends over to count a pin.
2: Oh, oh it takes away from the match. And her count, they get better. Have, it. Her
4: fast. Yeah, you count. have
5: Love Storm and you have Jerry Lynn. You do not need two referees.
4: Uh-huh. No.
5: And one of them clearly in it for herself.
4: So, um, this one is. I mean, it, it is a good matchup. The they trade off their typical great kind of chain wrestling in the beginning. Same thing we'll say later with RVD when uh, RVD and later on Jerry Lynn will get together. But um, the thing that gets wild is just when we get to the finish here. Mass confusion. Yes. So yeah. here we go. Um, finally, it, it, it doesn't – we've been building to this moment, but then we'll just say Don Marie. I'm just going to – just for the sake of making this easier than having to go bitch, sitch, and all this other crap. Don Marie finally gets in the ring, and they and her and Sonny finally have the, the what we've what every guy the wanted to coming. see. Yep, what every guy yep. wanted to see. Except Sonny decides to strip her completely down, which again, thank you, Sonny. They, they <laughs> <laughs> strips her completely down. Mikey gets mad about this, man. He shoves Sonny, throws her off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Walk the plank, Go bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Snapper off the boat. Anchor's away. <laughs> just A think of Mikey feet, what the hell is wrestling that, reality man? show. You're off the boat. And you just have to walk the plank <laughs> and they get voted off.
4: Great. He stuns Don Marie, tries to stun Sonny, then stuns Jerry Lynn, eats a low blow from the storm, and then has exited from the rain. (laughs) (laughs) He runs runs a ground. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many of these (laughs) questions.
6: When you said he tries to stun Sonny, are you talking about where he gives it to her, but she's turning like she's like, I'm not taking it, and he pulls her down anyway?
4: It is awkward. Yeah. You know this is later on. Because he, he tries to do it once to her, and that's when it doesn't happen. But um, yeah, you're, he does do it later to her, and it's hilarious. Because then. Um, Landstorm has the pinfall then on Jerry Lynn. She counts a very <laughs> terribly slow count, <laughs> and then stuns. And it's an. Aw- she does a really good stunner to Landstorm, all yeah. things considered. She does a pretty well executed stunner. To which then. Mikey returns to give the angriest stunner I have ever seen to Sonny. Yeah, that you were talking about, Jason. Bash!
2: <laughs> I
4: mean, it looks yeah, It kicks the shit out of her. She sells it well, too, I think, for a good reason. And then Mikey decides, like, there's this... Uh, Jerry Lynn is cradled. Lance Storm is in a pinning combination. He just pushes him so that the cradle reverses to where Storm is in the pinning position. And is able to count Lance Storm for the win with a fast. Count. So he gets a parlay. Yeah, he gets a, he gets a <laughs> parlay. <laughs> this match is at world's end. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're
6: uh, just thinking Mikey Whipwreck with Paul Burchill's intro coming out on the rope, dressed like Johnny Peck.
2: Oh. <laughs> you talk about Jerry Lynn whipping out the pedigree. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What the That's fuck was pedigree, that?
6: Dude.
2: I wrote that down. <laughs> Looks so awkward seeing a little guy do the pedigree.
6: Yeah. What was uh, a <laughs> Styles' comment about people co- uh, copying moves?
4: There, exactly.
6: Yeah.
5: Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He remained weirdly quiet on that one. We did
2: not see that before Triple H.
4: Yeah.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Plus, there's a I like what Will said at the beginning. This match should have been a great match, but all
4: the shit. Fucked it up for me. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Same
4: here. Same exactly. I would say the exact same thing. Like these guys didn't need this, and and it just didn't make any sense. Like overbooking is overbooking, but this doesn't make any fucking sense. How, what the dynamic is between these these like, referees, and why is why is she Tammy Lynn? Bitch, I don't, <laughs> I don't right. I don't understand that. Right. So,
5: <sighs> I think it's one of those because wasn't I think it's a throwback to the feud with Candido. It probably happened on TV, yeah. but for whatever reason didn't make pay-per-view. And it's like, I've got my own Sonny kind of thing.
2: It's, just, it's one yeah. thing to call her Tammy Lynn Bitch. It's another thing to introduce a character that's going to oppose her that's name is Tammy Lynn Bitch. Yeah. You know, it's just bizarre.
4: Yeah. But I, I, the thing that's wild is like the crowd was really into all well, yeah. of this. Like the, well, yeah, they had half-naked women right. running around. They were, I mean... It's funny, and that's the sad thing is that when you like you're the you're Heyman and you're seeing this it's like, well, this is what we need to keep doing. We need to keep fueling this. So it's a it's a wonder why it's not really much a wonder why then there's all this overbooking because it's like well it seems to work. They seem to love it. So let's just keep doing it. Yeah,
5: that's, that. that's the thing I've noticed with ECW. It's like every match is there's like a million people on the outside.
4: Yeah,
6: yeah. Everyone's got an entourage. Yeah,
4: it's yeah, amazing. All right, well,
6: Heyman... Heyman called it at the end of that video, like, super confusing video package. They, he said this is going to have more sex and violence than a Brazilian porn movie. Yeah. Which, that's a really awkward way to put something.
2: Yeah, yeah a little bit. If ECW ever had a Brazilian fart porn match. <laughs> Man, I, tell you, I, I, know, I have I, seen it. Mean, we've got until 2001. <laughs> That's my recommendation. Beulah! Let <laughs> me <laughs> show you something. <laughs> Come aboard.
6: <laughs> so, does Mike Shipwreck have Welcome Aboard
4: tattooed on his dick? There it is. Now, <laughs> Periscope, I was waiting for it.
5: Yeah. God, I love that movie. Yeah,
4: it's awesome. I love that flick. It's, yeah. Right up, with name. <laughs> <Sergeant Bilko.
6: laughs> right up
5: there
4: with Mikhail's name. Sergeant Bilko.
6: Right up there with McHale's name. Good God Almighty.
4: Um, so, we go backstage, and it's more from Terry Funk, who wants to explain some things. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to set the record straight. <laughs> he wants to, he apologizes, I guess, but, stay, but says he wants to walk out and apologize to everyone, but instead he says he's going to go home forever. Forever, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, I'm so sorry. Like he, he makes this weird excuse
6: of why he flipped, like why he flipped the birds. Yeah, I was clenching my fist so hard, my finger came up. That's what he. Um <laughs> oh.
5: it's like he just got super loaded before the pay per view. Just <laughs> he definitely <laughs> they were in lost. New Orleans,
6: and Jake, Jake Roberts was there.
4: Probably like, yeah. there was a so now let's let's shift to another video package. Just incredible slash Jack Victory versus Tommy Dreamer and whoever we'll see. Um, I, I all my comment is Justin incredible. Just doesn't give a fuck about anything, and it's awesome. Like I do yeah. love him. I think he the way he is his trajectory. I really wish he was he had a belt at this point because he deserves it. I think I mean, and I keep things like this guy was out of Montoya. I, I was like, motherfucker! Yeah. Like this guy explode. Like you talking about sunning Steve Austin going to Stone Cold. Like that is awesome. But this to that for him, so completely different.
2: Yeah. Well, it goes to the old Austin saying: if you, you just it should be a character that's more in line with your own personality, right. and you can totally tell this is just incredible. PJ Polaco,
4: yeah. whatever you want to call him. <clears throat> I damn. I would say almost, and this is going. At this point, I think he almost has, he does better with Heat than Triple H, former Click Guy, does at this time. Mm. Triple H will yeah. get better. He will get better uh, with Heat because obviously, like, he was still in the space run yeah. with DX at this point. But previous to that, when he was running with DX, I was like, I don't, I, I think Justin Credible's connection with the crowd in terms of getting Heat was superior to his. I'm just comparing oh, Click you guys. can just hear the audience when he's
2: walking down the ramp. Yeah. Everyone
4: is yelling at him. Like, I,
2: like he is whatever a punk looks like. That's just incredible. And he's so committed. Mm-hmm. Like, he yeah. is all in. He's been chewing on the same piece of gum for the last seven yeah. years.
4: And he's got all, it, he's just got this weird stable around him.
2: Yeah. Um, it, it is a weird stable, but I, that's one of the things I really like yeah. about it. it. and general, none of these people make sense.
4: No.
6: no. And none of them wrestle. Like, right. none of them are actual wrestlers as far as, you know, entering competition. Which is kind of yeah. cool. Like he's he's not he's not like you know Rick Flair with the Horseman just sending other talented people after. He's just got you know whatever the fuck they are.
2: And it's weird just, that they yeah don't, just assault hangers on. It's a weird that they don't that they don't make a bigger point. Like Joey Styles doesn't make a bigger point that he's attracting all these different personalities. Like because it's almost cultish. Yeah yeah. And it's it's like these people have nothing in common. What is it about just incredible? It,
5: he could good. have gotten away having Cult of Personality as his theme. Yes. And I would buy that, okay. perhaps more than Punk.
4: Possibly, yeah. yeah. So, we got the video package for that. Let's dive in now to a match that we just got previously teased. It's Balls Mahoney, Masato Tanaka versus the Dudleys for the ECW Tag Team titles. Um, let's start off. Charlie, what did you think? Like, What did you, What are some of your early notes on this?
2: Uh, purr, uh It's a good match. Yeah. It's I don't I don't think um, I don't think Tanaka does enough, uh, but that's that's just me. Other than that, uh, Balls Mahoney's frog splash
4: is so good. Yeah, that's one of my first things, yeah. too. Was the frog splash like, whenever
2: we talk about frog splashes and who did the best one? It's usually between you know Eddie Guerrero or Rob Van Dam. We don't really count the big guys, right? Like and Balls Mahoney, it's like it's like Kevin Owens does a really good one too. Yeah. But and they used to call his the bullfrog splash which I thought was great, you know, because yeah. he's a bigger guy, but they don't call it that anymore. But that's what I always think of when a big guy does it, and Balls Mahoney... But,
5: like, well, when Hornswoggle did it, they called it the tadpole. The pole pole that's
2: right. Balls Mahoney will go to the top rope and jump off of it, in like, where there's no pads, He'll j- to the outside of the ring. And yeah. that is
4: that looks dangerous every single time.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is pretty good.
4: Um Real quick, I would say there's a people's elbow in this that is again not not acknowledged by mm-hmm. Joey's as being you know ripped off by ECW. So that's but,
2: two in the same paper, right?
4: Yep. Um, Jason, talk about this one a little bit. What did you think of um, this tag title match?
6: All I have is more bullshit. Like wow. it, it's the the shenanigans and stuff with this match just distracted me from it. Like I remember the the people's falling headbutt the bullfrog or the the frog splash um i was wondering why big dick dudley is out there beating the shit out of balls and tanaka and for most of the match axel's just on the other side of the ring like just grabbing his head and and doing the whole oh my god why is this happening i'm thinking why isn't this guy going to help Mm -hmm. um then you know he finally gets involved you know, there's all this clusterfuck going on. Somehow, like, w- with more bad direction, we don't see how Big Dick gets handcuffed to the ring. That's true. Um, but he's right in front of a microphone, so you right. hear him. Get awesome. me the fuck yeah. out of here for the it's next eight fucker. minutes. Motherfucker.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's um, awesome, yeah.
6: Um, then, mm. the, I mean, like, I love the Dudleys' heat. I mean, you know, Gertner does Gertner uh, at the beginning, and, and that's all I can say about it, but...
5: I, like it, I did I didn't like him describing Big Dick Dudley as every fan's f- biological father. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
6: that was good. But it was just, I don't know, like this is where, I mean, like the, the comment that Joey Styles made earlier like got to me and I'm like, yeah, every fucking thing. It's just like, none of it makes sense. There are no, re- I mean, I get it. It's supposed to be chaos, but at some point, like no repercussions takes, dilutes what's happening.
4: I want to make a point. <laughs> On top of that, they booked the Dudleys to be damn near indestructible. They eat, like, a combined, like, ten finishers
3: mm-hmm.
4: before yeah. they're finally subdued by interference by RVD and Sabu. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, I know at one point, one takes two roaring elbows. You get the Nutcracker sweet, mm-hmm. among others. And, I, I mean, I almost thought, like, because we've seen this in wrestling, whenever, um, whenever one guy hits his finisher... And then, for whatever reason, the ref the ref isn't maybe right there to make the counter. He does, and it's a two counter. Like, uh oh, he's already done his finisher. So that means the other guy's probably going to get the win. Right? You know? It's usually how this works out. Instead, they <clears throat> they proceed to eat like a host of other finishers before finally with the RVD and Sabu, which they end up pulling out a um, pull out the chairs. They clobber him, leg drop and splash. We saw that a, we saw that a couple shows ago when they had that tag match together, they did this spot with waiting. the, yeah, mm-hmm. they did that double, um,
2: I, I keep waiting for the time where they do that, they do that move coming up, and Rob Van Dam's eyelid gets ripped off. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just hangs, and I keep forgetting, I don't remember what match it is, but yeah, like, he was basically, like, holding it, like, up to his eye. Nice. But like, yeah, I, I agree, like, the one part of the shenanigans that I didn't like was Jeff Jones. Like, I, I don't like yeah, Jeff yeah. Jones. Yeah. Uh, like he, he did He didn't have a humorous moment where Masato Tanaka was trying to say something to him, and Jeff Jones said, "What the fuck are you saying?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like, there's a I, there's a hiccup in the match with Devon, uh, and Lord knows the uh, security guys try to help him. Devon has the bitchest time trying to get the table into the ring.
6: <laughs> yeah. It's all wrapped up in all the cords. Exactly.
2: Yeah. 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 But he didn't. He he
4: didn't know that, and he couldn't see it. But he still got it in the ring. Uh, and what did you, How did you guys feel about uh, Mahoney and Tanaka getting the belts? Did you feel like that
5: didn't dun- feel special? No, right. That's because a- of RVD and Sabu basically having to gift them the uh, the titles. This yeah. is only the second- also, we forgot Masato Tanaka kicks out of the three D. Yeah, that's that that's got huge, buried yeah. by history quickly, didn't
2: it? Yeah, I think Bachmania. Oh, yeah. I think Bachmania brought that up a few months ago when there was a clip on TNA of Bubba Ray Dudley like berating one of his opponents, and he said, "You kicked out of the 3D. No one has ever kicked out of the 3D before." And then Matthew did like a smash cut of Masato Tanaka kicking out of it <laughs> in ECW. Yeah, but yeah, no yeah. one, no one talks about that anymore.
4: Right? No, you're right, Martin. I got a, it, it. Totally got buried. I. It does like it it just feels like when you have this super heel team like it's got to be a it's got to be a hell of a team that's going to knock them off not to take anything away from but they're not even really like a, a tag team they're just kind of put together because of circumstance like they both right. were guys that kind of got uh, clobbered and screwed over by the Dudleys Masato's not a tag team
2: wrestler
5: yeah so, no. so that's- If this hadn't have been for the belt it would have been fine as a as a clusterfuck but I'm with Jason. The the sheer amount of just extras that get at, that get piled on top of everything in this show, it eventually starts to collapse under its own weight.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the you know a couple. What was it? The WrestlePalooza where Balls and Axel are going after the tag titles against Lance and and Chris Candido. And they don't get him. And it's not like Axel's not there. It's not like he's hurt or, you know, he's got a broken neck like Pitbull 1 or whatever. And he's not around. It's just he's just out there interfering in the match and, you know, help someone else win the tag titles with his tag team partner. That's a little weird to me. Yeah.
2: And this is the only the second pay-per-view we've seen Tanaka in. I think that's got another thing to do with it, too, that, that the Dudleys, the most badass tag team in ECW,
4: Get beaten by two guys who haven't really been together that long. Right. Like these these guys are brothers. It just felt like they needed to save this title change for maybe a maybe a team you could really build something on for the future. Uh So um, we exit from here, and then we go to a uh, promo for the Triple Threat. (sighs) Um. Well, our, our buddy, our buddy Shane, as we'll call him. He just sucks himself off like a champ here, well, doesn't sure. he? He really goes <laughs> for it. I
2: like yeah. watching Candido. The
5: full prince thing how's he? In. Yeah,
2: like watching Candida during the promo. That's what I ended up doing. I was like, "What's? How's he reacting to this?"
4: And watching Francine, like they, they, are they like having her get dressed, like behind them, oh, which I guess was the only, like, didn't see that. The only way to kind of elevate things, they thought. <laughs> there is the sad line you're talking about. They're gonna be friends mm-hmm. after they retire in ten years, and yeah, it's. But it's setting up for. I feel like this is an old comic book because there used to be Fantastic Four versus new Fantastic Four. You've got Triple Threat versus the new Triple Threat coming up in the main <laughs> event. Which I didn't know I, at the time I was like, oh, so that's our main event. We're going to have a, a six-man. Oh, okay. But, you know, we'll, we'll get there. But up next, we talked about this earlier. Now here we go. Just Incredible and Jack Victory versus Tommy Dreamer and Who? <laughs>
5: some bum just who just wanders out.
4: That's that's exactly what I thought too. I was like, wait, who, who is secur- that guy? Is security security going to stop that man? <laughs> yeah. Mikey shipwreck. What's he doing back?
6: <laughs> and to be honest, if it wasn't for Jake's surprise pop-up appearance during the uh Tommy Dreamer Jerry Lawler, I wouldn't have recognized him then anyway.
3: Yeah.
6: No. I mean he does he looks, you know. I mean, what's he weird?
2: I don't know, but you got to know that Tommy was in dire straits to have to give Jake Roberts a call.
6: Yeah, <laughs> he's taking. There's a guy in serious. the crowd that's constantly yelling at Jake that he's a has been and he needs to take <laughs> boots <ball. laughs> off. take what? His boots off because he's wearing like the Jake the, they look like not Jake the Snake boots with those jogging pants tucked into him. It just you know it just adds to the slumminess. But this guy is like all over him until he realizes Jake's not going to listen to him until he finally gives <laughs> up. It's a good four minutes of, of yeah, it has
4: been. It's just, it's horrible.
2: I'm amazed that Jake was able to keep it together. Yeah. Because like, that's one thing I, I was kind of waiting for.
4: He is pretty good in this match for, w- for what <laughs> for it is. Exactly. Like he delivers. Like it, his, his. That,
2: we'll get to it,
4: but. Oh. No. <laughs> all right, so. Um, of course, you knew was you knew how this was gonna be booked. Jake's gonna get the hot tag because yep. there's no way he's gonna he's <laughs> gonna <laughs> they're gonna build heat on him. No, 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 no.
5: Um, well, he could, he, well, A man that. I mean, this must be the first time ever, and perhaps the only time ever that a semi-main event is is wrestled by someone wearing a Wigan Warriors rugby league shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, th- I of all the places I. Expected to see the company named Norweb, which is a, a Northern England electricity supplier, who sponsors that team. Fucking hell! On an ECW <laughs> show. We,
4: we've talked about. We, we've sadly seen this before. Tommy Dreamer matches. We've seen with a lot of matches, as we've talked about already. But a, a Tommy Dreamer matches, if you take overbooked and kind of add an exponent to it, that's where we get. That's where we head. The carousel of characters in this match. Is hilarious.
2: Well, Incredible starts playing by freebird rules.
4: Yeah, so Jason it's pops awesome. up and he wants to yeah. get
2: involved. He wants to play. Have you notice that Tommy Dreamer loves taking the crotch on the guardrail. He, yes. Like, yep. It's it's now become noticeable. And to piggyback off that, Justin Incredible likes taking the crotch baseball slide into the turnbuckle.
5: <laughs> yep.
2: He's every single match, same fucking thing.
4: Um. Jake gets the hot tag and within seconds is calling for the DDT, which then leads to uh, an... um, Talk about legend returning that you didn't expect. (laughs) Here he comes, folks. The one-man gang? (laughs) He looks looks a little... He looks a little. (laughs) He looks like... um, Almost
6: as small as he was for the 2001 Rumble. He looks like uh, Bane. Yeah. From Batman
2: and Robin before he when becomes... he gets all the juice out of
3: him.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he does a... battle, battle. Oh god. I don't, I
6: don't
2: know how devastating a two hundred and thirty pound splash is, but
4: So he comes out with Ron Price and uh Who? right yeah. and they proceed to gang up on Jake and Dreamer. And then of course the music hits. And I write fucking hell. It's New Jack and Cronus swinging as hard as they possibly can at anybody in the way. Um, Jake stays out of it, probably for the best. You see, Jake kind of
0: fuck. I would love to see New Jack and <laughs> <laughs> <Jake>. <laughs> see what the <laughs> hell happens. He's, he's like Gary like, Oldman. Cool. Yeah.
6: Oh, can he's like Gary you know like and Beth Elman. like I know this tune, and he just like moseys on out of
2: the ring. <laughs> Jake hears the music and just what the. Fuck? Fuck!
4: <laughs> oh, shit. I, my now, favorite bit here. I get this, and I put it up when Lance Wright decides to do that goofy flip <laughs> in the ring. Jake immediately, <laughs> <he gets, laughs> dude. It's, he gives
2: him the Clint Eastwood punch, yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. and then stomps him for good measure afterwards. <laughs> I mean, for just fuck it, let's just do it. Well, it's man, great. And Jake loses it. Like, he goes after Chastity. Yeah, yeah no. Nope. Yeah. Ch- Chastity goes for a low blow on Jake. Big mistake. Um, Dreamer hits a spike pile driver on her. Jake then hits a low blow on Nicole Bass to a thunderous ovation. And then follows it up with a thunderous DDT. The, you can say what you want. <laughs> say what you want about yeah.
2: Jake Roberts. He can always do the best DDT. I saw that yeah. thing and I was like, oh! Like, the only guy that can do a DDT and make me go, oh, that's a finish.
6: <laughs> that
3: <Yeah>. looks devastating. <laughs>
6: but, but <laughs> it, it also doesn't hurt that Nicole Bass sold it like a corpse. Well, I think like because, she, because she, it was goes, real. <laughs> yeah, she's headplant. She goes face down uh, on here. I like that, you know, super out of shape Cronus John Cronus can still pull off the 450.
2: Yeah, yeah,
6: it looks good, he too. He could not look like in the best of shape. Mm-hmm. They will just stick him with anybody. Yeah, and <laughs> for some reason, after he hits the 450... The ref just goes, fuck it, and starts to count. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Is it Dreamer who has to say, no, he's not in this? Yeah?
2: Lay off the bong, Pee Wee. So
4: So then Jake drops a DDT on Justin Credible on the ladder for the the team to win, which I was like, oh, so this is Dreamer's match, and he doesn't even get the win. Yeah. Okay. So... Tommy Dreamer, Jake Roberts, come away with the victory. I will say, like Jake is what made this. Sure, is totally what made this match uh, for me, and I, I assume for for most you guys. Of Charlie, overall, yeah. did you did you like this? Because we we've oh, criticized. God, no. No. Oh.
5: <laughs> no, it's it's oh. fucking awful. Oh, it's,
4: it's, it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to see. Does that two? Like, <laughs> did you give that two out of five? Oh, it's a two. It's a two. It a solid two. One
2: star for the sh- uh, for the short arm clothesline. <laughs> One star for the DDT that he gave to Nicole Bass. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it's it's terrible, but it's cool to see Jake Roberts, like, wrestling in a match in yeah, ECW. Yeah, yeah, new Jack. Just, <laughs> fucking hell. It's it's just obligatory that he's going to come out and fuck somebody's shit. <laughs>
4: yeah. I just love when he gets the guitar
2: and says, why is this a thing with him? He starts, he does this every single
3: time. Oh.
4: Oh, Jason, what did you think of this, man?
6: What did I think of this? Uh, that's a good way to put it. Uh I was wondering why the fuck Jack Victory was out there. Um that's what I was thinking.
5: Yes, he, he just disappears, doesn't he?
6: Yeah. <laughs> he's he's not in it. Like that's when the the freebird rules kick in where all of Everyone is out there he uh, going in, except him. At some point, though, when New Jack's out there, it, and Tom and and Jack Victory's laying out, you know, there's there's is their own feud clearly from the beginning, uh, which also happens to be a big trend in ECW pay per views recently, where before the show starts, someone is taken away either by the police or the paramedics and somehow come back uh, just in time. But it looks like that New Jack is stabbing. Jack Victory with something a lot, and someone's like pushes him off of him and drags him out because he is soaked in blood.
2: Yeah, like it's not that it's not even that Jason enters the match when he comes in. Justin Incredible actually tags him. Yeah, (laughs) like like that's what gets Jason in the ring. Yeah,
5: (laughs) it's just bonkers.
4: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I mean,
5: this perhaps that's perhaps it's it's the touch, and he's got like a, a secret button. On him and he's like, he's a wrestler now. <laughs> <laughs> so here's where so it's like, like a Power Ranger. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> so after this thing concludes af- afterwards here, Tommy grabs a chain, which I was like, oh, what's he going to do here? He does nothing. He puts the chain yeah. down. and That's the end of it.
5: <laughs> he, he looks so fucked off. He looks so angry at the end of
4: this. Yeah, I think he is, too. I absolutely think so. He high-fives Jake and walks out, only to have you-know-who Terry Funk return (laughs) and congratulate him unceremoniously. He calls Jake a piece of crap. He says Tommy has used him, which provokes... Which provokes my favorite Jake the Snake reaction about fucking I'm I, out. Dude, uh,
6: I wrote it too. <laughs> i, like, I got to see somebody about some
4: crap. I've got too many domestic problems myself to get involved with
2: this. He's, he's, he's looking for that paycheck. I mean, he's just not, that's, that's all I needed to do.
0: I was told there'd be no drama. <laughs>
2: His exit is hilarious because it's right in the middle of the assault on the yeah. dream. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. No. Um, Funk calls Dreamer an asshole and keeps pushing him to the point where Tommy turns his back on him and won't hit him. Funk unloads on Dreamer, rams his head into the ramp, and Joey just basically calls Funk a sellout for going to the WWF and taking an easier schedule and making a movie. And the yeah. whole and continuously overselling the fact that Tommy won't fight, and Tommy needs to fight Funk. So yeah. We're building this. something. We're building a something. We just don't know what yeah. to- and there need to be more beatdowns with
6: live mics, because that is incredible.
4: <laughs> yes. I actually wrote cross to paycheck.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I got to get to Poughkeepsie tonight, you better have that <laughs> shit ready.
5: Um, also, at this point, this was precisely the point in the evening <laughs> where fan with whistle can fuck right off.
6: Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. yeah! You what, uh, mean the Bill Alphonse wannabe?
2: Oh
5: yeah. fuck
6: that guy! And
5: then, and then in the next, in the main event, we've got Alfonso out right there, so we've got like whistle wall three. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right,
6: Well, is- I like uh, going back to the last match. I like how Fon- Fonzie is in the crowd before Sabu and RVD come out. He comes moseying through, blowing that whistle in the crowd. That's when I knew something was up. I was like, oh shit, here they come! Because the chance crowd starts going Fonzie, and here come yeah. Rob Van Dam and-, and Sabu. It's- but you didn't know it because that guy had been blowing the whistle the whole fucking night.
2: It's up there in terms of annoyance with, I believe, SummerSlam 92 when they're when that guy that's blowing the air horn. Yeah. Like, through the entire show. Martin, that's, you,
4: that's, that's that's when
6: yeah, you were that's at.
5: that's our thing. I was actually at That's our
6: thing.
4: thing. <laughs> that, Martin was like, that was me. <laughs> um, So, as we move away from this, Joey has this cut to a promo of RVD and Sabu with RVD kind of, you know, doing his thing, he's still in the spotlight, whatever. But, um... The promo then that we cut to Taz doing a, a promo for the match, which you know a Taz You've seen pro- one Taz exactly, promo, yeah. exactly. So this sets up a very intriguing match because does it? Well, I'm I'm talking about on paper. like <laughs> I love the idea of the triple of this new triple threat I do being too. Taz
3: because
4: especially when they all pose together. We're the real triple. Threat. Yeah, that we're
2: the real triple. Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, but of course, any match that involves the triple threat. And Shane Douglas can't begin without another Shane Douglas promo. You better cut it. You better cut that fucking music, Gary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: I love that it actually gets a pop yes. from the crowd. Cut the fucking music. Yeah! Oh,
4: Jesus. And I guess is- we're... Heal Shane again? I don't know. I, I It's hard to tell anymore. Go ahead, Jason. This is the
6: exact same pre opening target black friday employee hype up speech that he gives every year <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> standing on top of register 4
6: he is he is like there they like christmas music <laughs> Cut the fucking music those doors are going to open and these people are going to want their toy. i mean just oh my winter God. is <laughs> coming <laughs> it's, it was just uh, like you so just he, did a promo why do you need to do another promo let one of the others do it I mean it might not be good, but at least it'll be different. Right. Oh, right. Shame.
4: Um <laughs> uh, what's hilarious is he call he calls RVD a franchise wannabe. Twice. A couple yeah. times, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he proceeds to reintroduce everybody. Like like the the guy's already taken care of that. The announcer has already introduced them. But he decides I need to introduce them myself. With I they- just want to
2: talk more.
4: Right. And so RVD and the Dudley or i I'm sorry, R V D and Sabu come out, they are attacked by the Dudleys con, and it makes sense. You know, getting back to their thing earlier. I like, yep. alright, that makes sense, so to speak. But again, mm-hmm. we're overbooking right off the bat. We need to have we need to have run ins before the match starts. So let's do it. Uh, the the bump RVD takes off the ramp looks Oh, the one where he goes into the crowd into yeah. the guardrail? Yes.
3: Jesus.
2: Yeah. 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 It's like he, he disappears for a second,
4: and then all of a sudden, guardrail. Taz gets a mega entrance with uh, the lights going out for him to go in and clean out. Taz Taker. Oh yeah, Taz (laughs) Taker. Just get ready for Sabu's next month. Oh man, (laughs) what the?
6: What is going on? That pyro bump or not? That super belly to belly over underhook suplex, whatever it was he gave to Bubba.
4: Yeah. 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 Fucking insane! I love the trash talk with Taz and Douglas. So fuck you, Taz! Fuck you! Come get some, motherfucker! Like, oh, oh, oh god! Oh man! <laughs> oh, 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 I'm at a six. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay,
2: like, back up!
3: I'm at a six. <laughs> oh god!
2: I love that Bam Bam's wearing his classic yellow flame attire. Yeah. You know, I you don't see that a lot in ECW, but like, I. am that was my favorite. After yeah, him.
4: Um, yeah. Okay. So I, I wanted. I wrote. This out. I think RVD records the quickest frog splash in the history. It's. It has no buildup. <laughs> <laughs> instantly, like just he. The process of guy being slammed or whatever close to the to the turnbuckle. That time it takes from when that ends to him going to the top. It's one the,
2: motion. It's from the incredible. Top to the jump. I have yeah. It was awesome. This yeah. is the match where Sabu does the sex sextuple jump splash. Yeah. yeah. He he jumps yeah. off the chair, hits the top rope, reconsiders. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but instead of just falling down, he jumps back on the chair, jumps back to the top rope, and just, fuck it. <laughs> it's
6: and the whole phenomenal. time Shane and Candido are just looking straight up in they, the air. Yeah, right? they're
4: just waiting. <laughs> And RVD, like I guess, needs to work in his flipping. He loves to do the flipping attack to the outside on Bamba. That is his guy. <laughs> That's my guy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Every time. Yeah. Um. So here's where here's where it, it's an interesting finish here that they go for. Oh, oh,
2: oh. It's- oh sorry, to go back to that Van Dam leap. That thing was fucking dangerous. Oh, yeah. Because uh man, Taz Irish whips Shane Douglas into that rope right as as R V D jumps off of it. Like, if that timing had just been, like, like a half a second slower for RVD, that would have, that could have been
4: really bad. Oh, yeah, he flipped in yeah. the rail. Yeah. Oh, he, he hit he, the he rail. Oh, yeah, he would have or worked worse. face first into the yeah. post. Um, Taz, like, we're building towards, because in the midst of this, even though it's, it's the triple threat and the new triple threat or the real triple threat, whatever you want to call them, the core of this match is Taz and Shane Douglas. Mm-hmm. That's what we're in the and We've been building towards this now for over a year, I think. Like, we've seen this ever since. Remember the... Remember the night where Shane won the title from Bam Bam? Mm-hmm. And yep. that was like Taz had locked in the Taz mission earlier in the night. And we were confused as a, is he the underdog? Or or, or what is Shane? Right. So he locks it in on Shane. And it's like massive pop because we've been building towards this. Sabu is like, fuck the both of you. Arabian Face Buster. And which looks like it, it hits both guys. Like clearly like smashes both badly. Yeah. Um, And it allows him to be able to pick up the pin on Shane Douglas. So, our faces win, but there's some heat afterwards. And I think that was pretty good. I Mm -hmm. thought that was a good... uh, Of all their finishes, this was probably the most calculating one because it leaves a thread still hanging for Taz and Shane. Like, I didn't get him to tap out, and that's what I wanted.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I
4: thought that was pretty cool. So, did you like that, man? The match? Yeah. It's okay. But, I mean, that finish...
2: Oh, the finish? Yeah. Oh, the finish is great. Um... I definitely think he hit Taz more with that chair. Like Taz looked looked like Taz really got hit. And he looked really and pissed. And he looked really pissed. I was trying to read that. And it was weird because Taz was approaching Sabu and getting in his face. And then when Taz would walk away, Sabu would walk over and like shove Taz in the back of the head or something. Yeah. Uh, and it was just
4: like it should be the opposite. RVD's hilarious in the background. Like, hey, 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 hey. Uh. <laughs> Martin, talk about the match, talk about the finish. What'd you think?
5: Uh the match itself was fine. Um it a bit chaotic. It was a bit hard to work out just who was doing what to whom. Um the finish, yeah, that was that was neat. Um the only thing I took away from it is like yeah the face has won, but it, it this felt like such a throwaway to build to something down the line. Which is is that what you want from your WrestleMania main event? So that's my only real issue with it. The match itself is, is, is fine. But the finish left me a little bemused.
4: Jason, what did you think of the match and the finish?
6: I like the, the big kind of the beginning part after the Dudleys were cleared out was kind of cinematic in the way that, that Bam Bam is out there taking on Rob Van Dam and Taz, while Shane and Chris Candino are in there just working on Sabu's broken neck. Yeah, And they just keep cutting – I wish they would have stayed on – I mean, we get what's going on here. There's absolutely no offense coming from Sabu. We're just seeing a beatdown. But, like, you know, Rob Van Dam and Taz taking on Bam Bam Bigelow, and he's just finning them both off in the crowd, seems so much more interesting to me. I'd like to see more of that. I think with the finish left, it was – because, like you said, there's still a thread between Taz and and Shane – they're kind of bringing up, still saying, you know, even though these guys teamed up as far as Sabu and Taz, they still fucking hate each other. Right. And this isn't, like, the typical wrestling. Well, you know, you and I fought for a year and a half, and you slept with my wife, but you helped me with that one guy, so we're cool now, kind of thing. Um I like that. I think it helped. But I'm with Martin, like, that's that's not how WrestleMania should go off the air. Um.
4: I, I, th- all that's valid. I almost, that, that's why, like, when you take into account all that, and we've seen these things throughout the entire night, the overbooking and all this stuff, this felt more like an in-your-house from WWF in a lot of ways. Like, it felt like that type of show, where it's like, this doesn't feel like a core pay-per-view show. It's like, we got a bridge to get to the next one. And that's weird, because it's November to remember.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
4: feel like it's supposed to be bigger. Mm-hmm. What I want to talk about here real quick is, one of my favorite sites to look at before I go to the, before we start watching, is always, we talk about cagematch.net. And they have a pretty good rating system. The site's been around a while. So this thing had a total of 13 votes, and it ended up with about a 5.07, which I was like, sounds about right. It's about a, eh, it's not a great pay-per-view, but I don't think it's a terrible pay-per-view. So I thought that was about right. I'm going to read the latest comment to you because this was somebody who voted it at a zero. What? Um, a zero? Here we go. How in the world did ECW go from the stellar heatwave 98 to this, to this schlock? I said Russell Palooza's opener had some dudes competing for worst looks ever, but November to remember 1998 exceeds it as Supernova, the blue meaning, with a G on the end, I... The blue meaning. There's a character. Danny Doran.
2: Wow, that is yeah. Let's let's hang like, on this for a minute. Yeah.
5: Yeah. A, a character with a like an existential cry. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I think <laughs> would be amazing. It looks like the blue meanie. <laughs> Uh
4: <laughs> And roadkill all look in all caps atrocious. Who booked <laughs> this trash from top to bottom? I hate it. I hate it all. Is that caps? Is that yes. why you're yelling? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But I think overall it's about accurate. Five point oh seven in terms of the rating. The comment is a little hyper, little, little bit of a hyperbole there. But five point oh seven, I think, is about right. I, I did not feel like this was as bad as some of the ones we had seen, mm-hmm. you know, earlier from '98. But it definitely was not. I mean, and granted, like, unfortunately, this one had to follow Heat Wave, which was just I, on the yeah. same site was a, over a nine out of ten rating. But. Um, would you guys all, each of you certain, Charlie, do you think that's accurate about five?
2: I'd give it a little bit more. Okay. I'd probably, like, give it a 5.5 or a 6. It's it's watchable. It's, it's entertaining for what it is. But, um, yeah, it sucks to come off of Heatwave, Wave uh, to, to come to this. But it could have been so much worse. Sure, of course. Yeah, there's there's matches on here that I like.
4: Uh, yeah,
5: yeah, there's, it's,
4: it's fine. Martin, do you agree?
5: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a fine show, but it is weird watching, because it's like, yeah, here's fucking Mabel, <laughs> like, in 1998. Here's one the one-man one gang. Here's Jake Roberts wearing a weird rugby shirt. Here's Terry Funk wearing a graduation mortarboard. What the fuck is this show?
4: Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, I think Next Show is the one where Paul's like, hey, we have to have this like, have to have this opening with him, like, you know what? We have people that aren't showing up tonight. We have people that can't be here, but you know what? We're going to put on a show for you. felt yeah, like violent
2: like, <laughs> fucking You're ready for it.
4: But um, Jason, a- overall, would how do you feel about that five rate? Do you think that's about accurate? Would you put it higher or lower?
6: I would put it, like Charlie said, maybe 5.5 because it's, you know, barely above average. Um, as far as, like you said, you know, it's definitely entertaining. There was a lot of it that was, you know, it might not be the best kind of entertainment, but it was there. Um, I'm like with Martin about it being so weird, especially because if I remember, weren't, they were calling out WCW early on for their use of older wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. And at least, and I'll say this, at least, you know, WCW's use of older wrestlers were relevant wrestlers.
2: Right. Or icons. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We got one man gang. Looks like he's about
6: to enter the division.
3: <laughs> he,
4: he's the one division. man diet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Um, he's
5: one man gang auditioning for two or five live. <laughs> 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 the, the no man gang.
6: Oh, the no man gang. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so that wraps up November to Remember 98. An interesting year that we've closed out. It seemed like it. it it took a little bit. We had a we, we staggered there, and it seemed like in the beginning there between living dangerously. Oh, well, those
2: two shows run Russell Palooza. Like the same yep. Oh show. my
4: god, yeah. So it it took some time, but by the time they got the heat wave, you could see where we're heading the right direction. And there's some like I mean, there are some great superstars on this card. It's just not not the most overwhelmingly great card in the world, but still, it it leaves us with some interesting things coming up with uh, 1999 here, which is probably. The peak, isn't it? Is that what a lot I of people say? I would say it's the peak.
2: I would. I don't know what I've heard that before, and I, I just
4: wanted to see if that's a consensus. I've heard 99 is the peak, and I th- Guilty as Charged will be uh, our next show, which is the, I guess that's their January show? Yep. Uh, out up the up until
2: the time when they go out of
4: business. Man, imagine right? that month. Hell, uh, that rumble. and
2: Oh, yeah, and Guilty as Charged is actually, was actually the final pay-per-view that they did before they closed their doors. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's some significance there.
4: So let's get into plugs real quick. Let's start with Jason, who, uh, let's go ahead and share the news, my friend, who's uh, going to be on the Gore Horseman podcast. Is that right?
6: Yeah, we're going to be doing uh, Bubba Hotep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I can't remember what corresponding pay-per-view the name of it is uh, off the top of my head, but it's the well, one um, what's,
5: with – What's the month? What month and year is
6: it? Uh, October 2003. It's the one with Vince versus Stephanie.
5: Oh, uh, no mercy. No. Oh, oh, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> well, at least uh, you get hey. Bubba
6: Hotep. Right, right. That's going uh, to be super fun. I, I reached out to them because it was just on randomly on TV, and I was like, it'd be fun to hear you guys talk about it. And I was like, I'll be happy to do it. And we just put it together. So that's going to be coming up uh, with them real soon. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a nice break from uh, all the school shit I've had to do.
4: Martin, how about you, man?
5: Um, the only thing I've got in the pipeline is uh, the year-end list of the weird-ass wrestling toys I've managed to get in awesome. 2016. Um, that's going to be well, that's almost written. Just need to do some more photography and get it online. That's going to be on 4cronline.com. Oh, I can't um, That's, that,
4: that's going to be a pin to the profile there. That's good.
5: <laughs> um, and that's going to be like my point bullet point to end 2016 on. Take a break over the Christmas period and then start again with something as I as I find my way through life again. Sure. Go nice.
6: ahead and spell it for us. Giant vibrating Goldberg is number one, isn't it?
5: <laughs> yes.
6: It <laughs> finishes you in less than two minutes. <laughs>
2: There's a Fear the Spear joke here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, got anything going on? Uh, other than the podcast I'm uh, about to start up for, um, you know, what year did that come out where we – Talk about an individual year and, tw- and a movie for each month. You know the history of the movie. What what else came out around that time? Uh, and and that's going to go in with our new Twitter
4: feed. Which yeah, you can talk about that. Uh yeah, you know we'll get to that. We don't have the specific details right. yet, but that'll be coming down the line. There'll be something like that coming down the line. So, but other than that, I, I don't have any, I don't think I have anything on there either. No. Uh huh. No, but um, we are on Facebook at uh, New Blood Rising Podcast. We're on Twitter at New Blood Pod. God, I don't think there's anything else like new that's come down the pipe. But yeah, um, in terms of personal handles, I'm at William Rankin eighty three.
6: I'm at the Jason Keesley.
2: I'm at CM underscore Stabs. And
4: I'm at Bloody And We're gonna see you guys for it. It'll be in this that episode should drop around. Right around Christmas, I think it'll be guilty as a very merry Christmas. Guilty as charged, (laughs) ninety (laughs) nine.
1: Well, I'm upper upper class high society, God's gift to ballroom notoriety, and I always fill my ballroom. The event is never small. The social pages say. believe that my big ball should be held every night oh, we we've got big balls! Ball.